podcast. All right. Welcome to another episode of Overass. Today, I say it every time, Eric, but today I really mean it. I mean it more than all the other episodes. We have a very special guest today. We have Mr. Brad McCallum on the episode, uh, fellow Canadian. Special place holds a special place in my heart because of that. Uh, voted best hair in real estate. I don't know if you're watching YouTube right now. Fantastic head of hair and great uh, glasses as well. Makes him look super sophisticated. I really enjoy him a lot. He is the real deal, I would say, best videographer, has the best video content in all of real estate. It's absolutely insane. You have to check it out. He's done, I didn't even know this until right now, sold over 100 million in the last 18 months. And we'll get into this, but I think you've only been in the industry for like three years. So that's insane. Um, but Brad, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, I can't believe I'm on Overask Podcast. This is dope. Big fans of you both. Matt, I've kind of like watched you from those first few videos that you were posting in, in uh, that Facebook group. And I remember thinking like, who is, like, who is this guy? And he just keeps hitting him every week with like another video. That one of you in the, in the car in the showroom, I just became a big fan from then. And then I think, I mean, like the broke agent, Eric, I've been following you forever mainly just because of your complexion. It's so good in person. It's like, <laughs> like a my Disney skin? Prince filter on TikTok. It's just so good. So I'm just a, yeah, pleased wow. to be on here, guys. Well, Brad, Do you like my content too or, just, or just my face? Oh, just your complexion. <laughs> just your face. Okay. Now, love your content. Hardness. I can't believe that you guys like came together and, and decided to not just compete, but actually like take on the world, real estate world together. It's been awesome. Yes. Yes, we're gonna. We should do like a superhero comic with that. But hard work pays off, Brad. I mean, uh, Eric spends, I would say, five hours a day on his skin. So, um, true, for you to say that, I think is 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 very special. That's the nicest thing anyone so, said. This... We could clip that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Brad, this isn't about this isn't about us today. This is about you. Uh, for people who may not know, you can you give us your elevator pitch. Who is Brad McCallum? Yeah, guys, I'm uh, I'm an agent out of Calgary, Alberta. Uh, with Real Broker. I am in the industry for about four years now, uh, about two and a half to three years full time. And during that time, I kind of out of the gate got started using video, like teaching myself on YouTube how to shoot and edit videos. And I just thought, you know, I'm kind of average. I'm shooting average homes. If I can kind of cut them up really fun, make some energetic content that maybe, you know, maybe people will watch. And yeah, from there, as it turned out, the the listing videos didn't just help to sell, sell the house. They helped build a bit of a personal brand for myself. And now, now it's kind of blowing up uh, in my local market. He's being so modest. You, you he has the, big... he's being modest. He has the best listing videos <laughs> on the face of the earth. And so, yeah, we wanted <laughs> okay, to ask well, kind of like your background too. So did you have any background in videography or producing or anything like that? Or was real estate kind of your on-ramp to this type of content? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say like back in like 2009 when everybody's wife was like a wedding photographer. Um, that's like my wife was a wedding photographer. And so I would go out on the weekends for my construction job and I would help just photograph, so weird, like the guys getting ready. <laughs> like what? just just kind of interject myself into the hotel room as they're like, you know, putting on the concierge, you know, like the little things or whatever they put on their lapels and, and doing up their ties. And I'm like, oh, just hold that for a second. I'd get the shots and and help my wife on the weekends filming or, or photographing these weddings. Um, and around that time, so we had a good camera and a good lens. And we had like an eight-month-old son. 
And there was this like red button on the back of this like old Canon camera. And I didn't realize, but it was actually recorded in like 1080p. And so for about six months, I played around with video like way back then and cut up a few videos of like my son. We made some stupid stuff and put it on YouTube. And then after about eight months, I just got back to like normal living, like construction. We forgot about the camera. And then about six or seven years later, when I got my real estate license, I was like, oh, yeah, I need something to make myself stand out. I'm going to start filming these listings, start bringing a little bit of excitement to them and uh, see if that's something that can actually help them move. Because in our real estate market, there was only 40% of listings were actually selling. And so, you know, like if you were going and, you know, if Blackjack only paid out 40%, no one would play, right? But because it's like 4951 people are like, yeah, I'll put some money in. So agents weren't putting in any money to marketing in, in Calgary because we were in a really tough economy. So we just thought, okay, I'll just, I don't have, I've got time and I don't have clients and I'm just going to watch YouTube and use my wife's camera and see if I can start, you know, going back and enjoying that, those videos that I was making for like a little bit when my, my son was young. And from there, I just kind of went all in. I bought a bunch of gear and, and uh, decided to just kind of teach myself how to shoot video um, on the first, on my very first listing. And that's, that's kind of how I got started. So you really, you taught yourself when you got into real estate, like, cause from the looks of it, it looks like you were on the set of fucking Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, it's the, <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the best cinematography I've ever, you know, I compare it to real movies. Like I really do. It's, it's insane what you did. And one of my favorites of yours, and I don't know if you have actually released it or what you did, but um, you had like a drone follow you through a, a condo. And I remember you oh, saying yeah. you weren't yeah, like yeah. insanely happy with the shot or something. I was like, this is legit the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's just like a drone yeah, okay, and you're so walking through a condo. Can you walk us through that video? That was sick. Yeah, I would say... So on that property, I was up about 26 floors over downtown Calgary. And the thing that made that property unique was that it was like the whole north side of this building. So the, you know, the east, north and west side of the building, it was just really, really cool property, had huge views of downtown. And we were up there filming the, the listing video. And I thought, you know, it'd be cool is just try to get some kind of cool shot of walking from one side of the building to the other inside the condo and then at the very end like the drone will warp around and get a shot of downtown and of course you know it was super windy that day and so the drones like bobbing and weaving and it just didn't come out just as precise as i wanted because like we're all, all amateurs on our team right um but we were able to kind of fool around with it and in the end it created this really kind of cool scene but this is the like this is the thing like i'm not proud about selling $100 million of real estate or being in real estate or selling a bunch of real estate or like the numbers or any of that stuff. I'm really proud of like the creative stuff that I get to do, you know, because I do real estate. Like that is like the real estate part's like great. It takes care of my family. I meet lots of awesome people, but being able to do something that I absolutely love, like I, what's cool about creating like the videos is that I actually get to connect with people that are creators, not people that are top producers. And people that are creators are the kind of people that push you to do completely unique stuff. Like I don't do skits and songs and I don't do that kind of stuff. And every time we have, it's almost like, it's like the comments are like cringe and old man, get off the, like get off TikTok, like that kind of stuff. And it's fine, but I love it because I'd rather just try something and be terrible at it 
and be like, oh, that's not for me. But I'd rather like hang out with the creators and learn. Like, so I'll give you an example. Like I, you guys all know Kyle Whistle yeah. in the industry. Kyle Whistle's like massive producer, right? <clears throat> I like Kyle. Good dude. Really good dude. But I like Brian Kochi, his videographer. Like, so when we, when I'm with Kyle and Brian, like I like chilling with Brian and chatting about like video stuff and, and creating that, you know, creating content and what's working for them. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited. That's why I like that drone shot or some of the videos that we've, we've tried, we've really tried to push the creative side of it. Um, recently we did a, like a dinner party video. We've done like a ballerina video where we hired a, a ballerina to come through a property and, uh, just basically danced her way through a property that my clients were like way too cheap to pay for staging. And we just thought, okay, this will, this will be kind of neat. Had another property that it wasn't really moving. And so I hired during the beginning of COVID, this like super talented jazz singer. And we brought her in to like sing her way through the house, kind of like a, like a jazz music video. And it was kind of cool because at the time, like no, none of those creators or artists had any work. And so it gave me an opportunity to kind of help support the arts community in our city, give them like a, a different platform. And then I, I really liked is that as we created more cool content, it wasn't just the, you know, realtors that were taking notice. It was like other really smart, intelligent, creative people in our city, like videographers and artists were reaching out and saying like, hey, can we collab and do stuff? So like sometimes on weekends, I'll just go down and shoot with like actual like artists. <laughs> and and for me, that's something that is has just got way more value than selling just another house, right? Or doing another home tour. That cocktail party video is my favorite listing video of all time. The way it's shot is so incredible. Um, the the singer in the background, th this is the one set to French music, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. La Vie en Rose. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And just like the slow-mo intro to it, like your hooks in your videos are so good too, which we always talk about the importance of that. And then the drone footage of the outdoors. And I, I think your videos are so tasteful in the sense that they really show the listing for what it is. I think some creators could get too excited about like, oh, I want to make a sick video and they don't really show the house, but your videos do such yeah. a good job at showing the house. So what's kind of the creative process for coming up with these videos? Like how'd you come up with the cocktail video? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would say like with our standard videos, um, like our normal property tours, like just the amount of feedback that I got from people very early on saying that they really respected that we didn't have a 30 second montage of pulling up in like a Ferrari or a Porsche or a Lambo or something like that. They really respected that it was about the house and the amount of people with tons of cash, like the wealthiest people in our city that have reached out and they're like, Hey, I love that you're walking around presenting yourself as who you are. You're not pretending to be someone who owns a $4 million home that's also selling a $4 million home. Like you and your wife are walking in like idiots, just excited to be in one, right? They're not even saying anything that insightful. So just that whole part of being like, okay, I am who I am. I look how I look. I sound how I sound. Like it's going to have to be good enough. That stuff actually really resonates with people. So then the creative stuff that we get to do, like the videos that are really kind of standouts, um, those ones, they don't actually sell the homes as well as like a proper just listing tour where people can kind of walk through and understand the value of the property. But all of us as agents are trying to tell people all the time, like, I, I care about my clients, like I do, right? That's the reason you should hire me, right? Which is the same flipping answer from every agent out there. So it's like our videos show that we care about our clients. Like, I don't have to say it. They can just look at that and they're like, okay, 
that's cool. This guy really gets it. Like, look at the effort they're putting in to deliver value for us. And what's neat about those ones is that they don't maybe sell the house, but they really sell our story and they get really people like they get people really passionate about wanting to work with us. And and that's that's the part that I like because I hate sales, like hate it. The reason I got into video in the first place was because I didn't think there was any reason to hire me. I just thought, why would you hire me? Why wouldn't you hire the local area expert or the lady that sold like six homes on this block in the past? Like she definitely knows real estate better than me. So I have to do something that is deserving of the work, right? Like if if I'm not doing something that has value, like if there's nothing in it for the person that's working with me, um, then it's just going to be a popularity contest or a network or who you golf with or, or, you know, at any point in time, you know, three months into the line, you know, working with a client, all of a sudden they're like, oh, my sister just got her real estate license or my niece or the guy I golf with. And then, and then you're like lost. And that never happens to us um, because people don't feel like we're interchangeable as much as maybe with other agents. The banter that you and yeah. your wife have is hilarious and super relatable. Like you said, you're not trying to show that you're like this super luxury agent. Is that banter scripted at all? Like, do you, do you know what you're saying before you come up with these videos or are you just kind of walking around freewheeling? Yeah, no, we just, we're totally freewheeling it. Uh, we just start, like, we'll go and like, be like, okay, we're going to go from the entrance to the living room and we'll try to come up with like a hook. And then along the way, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to remember to tease them about what's in the basement <clears throat> because like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like all the video content we create, the only thing that it's about is what happens next. Like if you want people to watch your videos longer. The only thing you should be thinking about when you write your copy, when you film your videos, when you splice them together is what happens next. That's all the internet is concerned with, right? So the more that we remember that when we create our videos, we can kind of banter our way through it and tease and talk about stuff that's going to be coming up in the video. Because all I'm trying to do is buy another 30 seconds of their time. And then when we talk about, you know, doing just, just some banter back and forth or joking back and forth, most of the time, it's like, it was a mistake in the first take, right? It was a joke we tried to like flesh out in the second. And then by the third or fourth take, we're like, yeah, let's just, let's just go with it. And, you know, when we're really in a rush, that's when we kick out like the ultra professional, super clean, uh, no real personality. It's just like just straight down the middle of the fairway, gets the job done. And, you know, some clients want that. Um, but for the most part, now we're, the more that we're, goofy or joking around or making jokes or dumb stuff in it. Even when they don't land, people are like, that's good. You're not good at telling jokes anyways, Brad. So this is what we want. We want you to just be like how you guys are. And it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. You, okay. So you've done a hundred million and I, I, we've spoken a bunch off air and you're saying you put a lot of your time into the video. Like you don't door knock you don't cold call. No, you don't do anything really that a real estate agent you would think would do. So how much time uh, do you put into your videos? And is that literally all you're doing to get this business and get a hundred million in the last 18 months? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like there's nothing else to do, right? Like the only, I mean, so no one follows, like if you go to like Remax or exp or real or agency like you go to the corporate instagram accounts nobody follows those accounts like there's like 12 likes on a 130,000 person brokerage like on their posts right no one follows them because it's just a brand 
And then with personal brands, people don't actually follow personal brands. They just follow personalities, people. And then, of course, from there, it's like, yeah, it's a personal brand that you're creating for yourself. So for us, we just have a lot of followers that follow us on, on Instagram or YouTube, even a few on TikTok. And for, for me, I feel like my only job is to be in front of those people. And I'll give you a, a, a way to illustrate that. Like I, for 15 years, had a renovation design company. I had like these awesome trades I worked with for a decade. And these were the kind of guys that like I could rely on them. They did awesome work. They didn't have social media accounts. And so a year or two out of renovations, I was still getting clients now in the real estate world saying like, hey, do you know a plumber? Uh, do you know a taper? Do you know someone who can frame? And all I can think about are not those 10 years of relationships. I can just think of Lumberjack Plumbing who keeps showing up in my feed like every day, right? So I'm like, I'm recommending some guy. I have no idea if he's good or not, right? So for me, I just think if that's so powerful that it can like overpower even personal relationships, I'm going to be spending my time trying to be uh, sharing our stories on, on Instagram, sharing our content on YouTube, and then basically doing as little as possible when it comes to... I, I haven't done prospecting... Honestly, I don't think I've done prospecting a day in my career. That's epic. So that's when like, you go to a listing presentation, yeah. do you just flip open your laptop and just press play on a video? Like, is that kind of your your pitch? <laughs> is your pitch yeah. just like, look what I could do with video? Yeah, basically, by the time we get to the listing presentation, like early on, I would go there and I would have a listing presentation. I don't have a listing presentation. Um, but early on, I would go there and be like, oh, we can do this. And here's some examples of our work. Um, now, we, we, what, we ha- what happens is like we go through the door and they're like, okay, so glad. It's crazy to meet you in person. This is, this is what we're thinking. Like, what if the drone flew through here and out the back door and then over, overlooked the lake? Like, they're planning the shots with me within the first minute or two. So when I, I bring an agent onto the team, um, she came out to a, a listing presentation with me about four months back. And we went in and it started exactly like that. They were just so hyped, so excited. Um, it was like, yeah, the price is going to be like whatever the, you know, whatever the market says. Um, we don't care about like your follow-up or your, like we just, I always go in and tell people, I'm like, look, all the stuff agents are going to tell you, entry level. That's entry level. That should be expected. I'm not going to waste your time. Here's the things that we do that are different than everyone else. Um, our channel, which is purely listing videos and purely the videos that are most recently uploaded are the ones that are watched the most, the ones that are currently on the market. We get over 1.2 million minutes of watch time in a month. I've got almost 25,000 subscribers. This audience that we've built is a secondary MLS and it's getting more powerful each and every month that passes. And so when we can grow our audience by 10% every month, we know that we'll be at 50,000 subscribers by the end of this year. And in any given year, there's only going to be 30,000 people uh, trading homes in Calgary. So that powerful um, pitch it, it, people are like already done. They're just like, okay, great. I want to work with you. And that's what I wanted. Like I never wanted to ask, how do I get more sellers? How do I get more buyers? I only wanted to ask what's in it for them if they chose to work with me. And if I wake up each day working on that answer, then I'm going to get all the business that I possibly want, right? Because I'm going to have the offer that ev- everyone else wants to be a part of versus trying to figure out like the newest way to, you know, hit eight, you know, 10 days of pain or, or follow up with these people or text them at a certain time of the day, because that's the most time they're going to be receptive. Like that kind of stuff is all unnatural. And so I just think a brand is something that people should be calling. 
I didn't want my, even my sphere of influence. Like I was so nervous about reaching out to my sphere of influence when I first got started, because I would much rather go hungry than have like a friend think I was trying to hit them up for their listing. Like I just was not wanting to be that guy. Right. And I think I came into it not realizing how many good people there were in the industry, like how many decent realtors and good human beings there are. Like my impression was agents get paid too much, do too little, and uh, they're all the same. Yep. And so I, I just thought if that's the if that's the case, I just don't want to be like that. So I try to now four years in, I just try to not forget that the general public think that about agents. It's just the longer we're in the industry, people know the Matt Leonetti's and the Eric's and the Brad's of the world. And inside our world, people are like, Oh man, Matt, I love your stuff. Or, Oh Brad, I love your videos or man, Eric, you're so funny. Like all that stuff. So we can easily get thinking like we're doing something special, but the market is just like, what, what's in it for me? Like what's in it for me? Dude, like do something for me now. They do not care about us. And, and that's the way it should be, right? Like they should be getting all the money they can possibly get when they sell their house or paying as little as possible when they buy a house. Like that is our, our actual like responsibility. All right, let's take a break from the fire we're spinning out. Uh, Eric, do you want to make 2022 your best year yet? No. Okay. Well, we're talking next level, triple your transaction volume, crushing the competition, kicking ass, closing deals, and taking names kind of success. Are you sure you don't want that? No, I do actually, now that okay. you just said that. And that's actually what happens when you partner with Boomtown, the number one rated real estate CRM in the game. It's got the tools and tech you need to generate and convert conversation ready leads. These leads are ready to go. To check out Boomtown and see how you can score 750 bones in free digital advertising, visit boomtownroi.com slash overask. Now that's boomtownroi.com slash overask. They're also getting this. Yeah, 100%. Oh, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Third okay. time in a row. Guys, just take take your turns one at a time. <laughs> yeah, you go, Matt. Here we go. Now, now I forget what I was going to say. You go, Eric. Okay. Um, the sellers also get this incredible work of art that they get to keep, right? This is probably some excitement that they have when they list with you, is instead of getting a brochure or a cool, you know, you know, photo shot or, or photo shoot yeah. or whatever, they're getting something that they get to show their friends and be like, look at this person that I just hired. They just created a cinematic listing video. So I, I bet like other yeah, agents so in your market are starting to hate you at this point because how could they possibly compete <laughs> with you? Well, you know, okay. I, I always find it really funny because if you go to other other markets, there's not nearly as many listing tour YouTube channels in other markets. But in my market, as a response to the audience that we were building and the success that we were having and the clients that we were landing and the listings we were getting, other agents had to respond and create content. So now there's probably 50 channels like mine in my marketplace. But it's like, if I wanted to go create a meme account right now for real estate, even if the content was as good as yours, Eric, like I could never, like you have that early adoption advantage, right? You've got this built-in audience of these fans. And so I've got that, that, that advantage now and it's and it's great and what's so amazing about i think of all the different kinds of content that you can create out there the one thing a listing video does is it's really clearly a value um to the actual real estate transaction right like i like i love the parody stuff like i love all that stuff because it's 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 awesome it gets people excited and stuff but there's something about the actual 
like you can measure a house, you can photograph a house, you can do two paragraphs on the internet. Like that is the things that every listing gets, but not every listing gets a video. And then not everyone gets like a really artistic sort of cinematic or high production style product. So being able to add that into the, into the mix is just such a huge advantage. And because we have that built-in audience now, the benefit of those listing videos are, are way more than just selling the house. Like you said, people are excited because now they've got this little thing that they can share with their family, like out East, right. Or their sister in New York, they can be like, Oh, check this out. Our house is for sale. And this is the guy. Right. And so those videos, because they're just, they're like talkable, right. They're like noteworthy. They're just kind of surprising in comparison to what you're maybe expecting from a real estate agent. And just because of those factors, they get such a massive like growth of your sphere of influence. Like you just, you spiral off into areas that you never would have thought you would have been able to, to work your way into. And, you know, like last night we just had um, an open house event and everyone that came to this open house event uh, with the builder were from the Hungarian consulate. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so it was this Hungarian community showed up in Calgary last night for this custom build. And now we'd already sold the house, but every one of them had seen the video. And so in the half an hour, 45 minutes we were there, like all those people really cared about the realtor because they'd all saw the video because they cared about their Hungarian friend who built the house, right? And they knew that I invested our time and energy into making sure that his place looked really, really good. So they were proud of their friend. They were proud of the work that we did in behalf of their friend. And now... They're like, hey, you know, I've got like a $2 million lot backing onto the river. Here's the address. Would you drive by and tell me like what we should build on it and how we could partner on it? And these are the kind of relationships that only get built off of merit. Like, did you actually earn the spot at the table? And the only way to do that, like, you know, a lot of agents earn a listing because they sold a house a half block down, you know, like, and, and that's just then they people hire them and they're like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't know why this guy didn't really deliver like a half block down. Uh, the house sold really quickly and he doesn't seem to be even returning my calls or any interest, you know, in, in our property. And with us, they can be like right off the bat, they see this investment early on and they're like, okay, um, uh, we don't ever have to then go back and say like, Hey, we, we want to reduce the price because the market's not, not interested or we're not getting action on it and then get that conversation from them of like, okay, well, how many open houses did you do? Did you follow up with that last showing? Did you call those people that said they were going to maybe put in an offer? Like all the crap that people say, like, right? Like when it's obviously like a hundred thousand dollars overpriced, they still want to blame the agent and the six different things first. But with us, they can at least say like, oh yeah, like you've gotten 40,000 views on this, this property. And I can say like, look, 200,000 minutes of your home's been watched online. It's been watched, you know, 40,000 people across Canada have seen this property and still we're getting pushback on price. So it might be time for us to adjust. And so that conversation makes me feel like more like an ally versus, you know, someone who's uh, just trying to do the typical, like, Hey, drop the price. It's not selling. Yeah. Yeah. To the people who uh, are doing video in your market, I have a, a good quote here from Mark Cuban that I heard. I don't know if you've heard this one, but he said, first there are the innovators, then there's the imitators, and then there's the idiots. So I thought that was a cool <laughs> quote, especially in uh, great. you know what's going on here. And it really says something because obviously you're not the first person to ever do a listing video. But what you've done yeah. uh, is you've set yourself 
apart to the point where when you think of listing videos now, you're one of the people we think of. And that's the difference. It's not like you were first to the game. You were, you were early on in adopting it for sure, but you've set yourself apart enough where now you're in that conversation of, oh, listing videos, you got to see Brad. And that would go for agents, that will go for clients, that will go for anybody. And that's a really awesome mm -hmm. place to be. So yeah, I, I just think it's it's really cool what you've done. And likewise, we were, we were talking off there, kind of watching each other's come up and it's been cool watching you because you're crushing, dude. I absolutely love your stuff. Wow. Man, I appreciate it. But you guys, you guys know how hard this all is, right? Like you, you have to be consistent. You have to just keep posting content and like, we never deserve where we're at. Like we're like just staying where you're at, not even moving forward in life requires like a certain pace of living. Right. And so for me, like you earlier, I didn't really answer your question. I kind of rambled. Uh, but earlier you asked about like how much time I spend in a week on this. And I mean, I spend 20, 25 hours a week uh, creating content, like shooting, editing, color grading, finding music, um, all that stuff. I can, I can do that. And I can tell you there's a million agents out there that will do a quarter of what I do in a week and say, like, I don't understand how you do it. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't. Like, what are you doing with your time? Like, what are you, like, what meaningless, like, arbitrary activity are you doing with your time? Like, that you can't create a brand for yourself like we're at a point now in our in our business that like my whole goal is like i want if if like the tree like and the fruit on the tree was like all the clients i just want to pick the ripest fruit that's juiciest off the lowest branches and then i want my team if they have to they can go up a branch or two and if a bunch dies on the vine falls to the ground like whatever but I would rather solve the problem of what what do we do with all these people that want to work with us than constantly be like, oh, I got to run a new campaign or, oh, Zillow changed how much they want to charge for their leads now. Or, oh, Facebook changed the targeting uh, specifications uh, for ad campaigns. Like all that stuff is out of your control. And guess what? None of those people care about your business. All these businesses are going to continue to fine tune and optimize so they can take more and more of your money for less and less of what they give back. And the more we're dependent on those people to provide us the business, uh, the more we'll, we'll lose. But now we have this opportunity that we've got TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn, where we actually have platforms where we can create content and share our stories, our client stories. We can um, actually get people excited. We can stand out. And I, I just realized early on in the process that, like three years ago, I was like, man, if, if someone's courage to, to go Facebook live is the only thing defensible in my real estate business, I'm going to lose, right? Like just another agent, like, oh, geez. Okay. They're also doing Facebook lives at their open houses. Like now I need one more thing to stand out. So like my goal is that everyone outside of my city believes they can make really cool content too. And then everyone inside my city presses record, looks at themselves in the camera and think I look like a freaking idiot. I'm not going to do video. Like that's the goal. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the tools well, are. That's, at that's our what design. I decided. Oh. <laughs> it's it's the new it's the new uh, podcast system we're doing. It's kind of harder to see each other, so I think that's why we're going back and forth. Yeah. Well, go, go I ahead, think there's man. a little lag too, but yeah, um, I think there is. No, that's what that's what I decided too a long time ago when I started doing videos. Is 
I think what what we're doing is we're betting on ourselves. And um, I found that people really appreciate risk. And every time we do a video, you do a listing video or I do a skit, that's a risk that could blow up in our face very fast. Especially I know when I do my listing videos, I put so much in to my, when I go on an appointment, like there's, I put so much into my analytics and my video and that's my thing as well. It sets me apart in my market. So like every time we do that, it's a risk. If it doesn't go to plan, that falls on us. And I think that's the best way to be. We're betting on ourselves every time, keeps us on our toes. Um, and I love when people start trying to like imitate my content and, you know, I'm sure people imitate yeah. yours all the time, but I love it because that make that makes me like so much more driven because I want to be the best. Yeah. You know, I want yeah. to just be the best. So um, when someone does like a funny video or something and, or they copy me, it's like, okay, well watch this motherfucker. I'm going to fucking, you know, come <laughs> in next week. So just wait. Yeah. Like I, I think there's, you know, we need that. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we were at uh, this uh, Tom Ferry thing a few weeks back and he had Tim Grover, uh, take the stage. Tim Grover was like a basketball coach for Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. He gets up there and you know, he, he talks about like a couple of really cool things. Like first off, I love this statement. He's like, you know, greatness is in all of you. Right. And all of us agents in the crowd were like, yeah. And he's like, and that's exactly where it'll stay. And it's like, it's true because he's like winning, like winning leading is abnormal. It's not a normal spot to be in. It's a hard thing to achieve. Now, like not just winning the listing, but actually like creating a brand or carving out a piece for yourself or creating an audience for yourself. Like that is so far, like, it's so different than what agents think, uh, you know, their actual job really is that I actually think it's new agents. They have such an advantage over existing agents and they don't even realize it half the time that they could just at any point in time, because they've not done the old thing. They don't have like the golden handcuffs of 250K a year, you know, in repeatable business and thinking, oh, I'd love to do a little bit more, but really like there's no need where new agents have this ability. Like they've got the familiarity with the platforms and they've got an ability to go out there and shake things up. And time and time again, I see like most of them not doing it. And then the odd guy just goes out and hits it. There's a guy in my marketplace uh, named Tyler Hassman. He's a TikTok kid and he wears this like flat brim millennial cap everywhere, right? He's like 20, 28 years old. And he goes into probably 10 vacant listings that are either show homes or staged every week. And he drops 10 to 12 TikToks every week. You'd swear to God, this guy's like the most busy real estate agent in all of Calgary. He got his license last August, did his first deal in October, did nine deals last month. He's got, you know, 25,000 followers on TikTok. He's growing insanely fast. Like I, I met him last September. We grabbed a beer together and I called my wife when I left and I said, I just met the guy who's going to like eat my lunch in two years if I don't stay at this. Right. Cause they're just, you just don't get to, you don't get to get to a spot and then deserve to stay there. And like, I don't really care so much about the clout in the industry or other agents really knowing, you know, what I do or, or what I don't do. The thing that still drives me at the end of the day is like, I've got ideas that I want to execute on, on these different listings. There's stuff I want to, I want to shoot. I want to push my own skills because I'd love to have a life well beyond real estate, 
where I'm still creating content. Just it'll be like the most sickest slow-mo intro to like a family going to Disney World ever. But like that's the thing with a huge bass drop and it's like, yeah, like looks like a rave or something. That's the kind of stuff I'd love to make. And as soon as I can keep being, you know, as long as I can keep being successful in real estate and get more and more of that creative outlet, I can do that outside of real estate. So that's what really drives me. And then seeing these young guys, you know, come up and crush, it keeps pushing us us that have already created audience for ourselves to, you know, to go, to go harder, to go deeper, to stay consistent and, and to, to keep that, that spot. Yeah. It's that competition aspect that is so cool about this business. And just like Matt was saying, you know, there's other people that are doing real estate skits too. And there's people that rip Matt off. We talked about this in the last episode verbatim from exactly what he says. And, you know, we'll text each other and it drives us. It fuels us. And that's why we are where we are right now. And there's other meme accounts. There's other people doing real estate humor. There's other people doing real estate media and podcasts. And the competition and addiction to the numbers and the feedback, it could be extremely overwhelming, but that's the stuff that could actually just boost your business to the next level. Because if there wasn't that other agent nipping at your heels or making those TikToks, then there's kind of a complacency that could start to overwhelm you. It's just like, well, I'm number one. I'm crushing it. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But you see this guy and you're like, time to evolve. Time to have a drone that up my ass the entire way, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And you see this, you you actually see this in markets. You see this, (laughs) you see this in, uh, in markets all the time. Like an agent that goes and has like a year or two, that's like huge. Right. And then they kind of fall off and you're like, what happened? Like they used to be everywhere. Right. And not that like, you know, maybe they're doing exactly what they want to do. They wanted to make a little bit of cash and just enjoy their life. Great. Right. But then you realize like, yeah, man, it's like to keep going is incredibly hard. And we have a lot of like imitators. We have, it's actually a couple I really know. I love them to death out of BC. I'd never really met them. I just, someone once said like, dude, did you not say this in a video? And it was like, they were touring this multi-million dollar home and when Tila and I did the video, they had an island that was like 10 feet deep and like 12 feet long. It was my first multi-million dollar tour I ever did. Ever did. And, and we were just walking through the kitchen trying to think of something to say while the cameras were rolling. I was like, how would you even like like clean an island like this, right? Like you would have to get up on there and like I would like have to like hold your, pull you by the feet. It was just like the dumbest, most innocuous comment ever. And then years later, you know, a few months ago, I get texted that same like timestamp from YouTube in their video and they're making the exact same joke. And I'm like, guys, it wasn't even a good joke the first time. Like I was embarrassed in the edit after being like, I should not have included this, but whatever. I'll I'll just throw it in there and it still makes it into another video. And then you realize how many people are are watching your stuff and why you got to like, you got to keep trying to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's hilarious. Actually. I mean, I'm sure you get ripped off all the time. Like some of your shit is just, I want to, I want to rip off your drone condo thing. That's like, maybe I'll like dance. Right, that was a fun condo. That was a fun one. That, that looks so sick. That looks so good. Um, Eric, do you want to do not so rapid fire with Brad? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Right. We got a not so rapid fire round because we don't actually think of the questions. We just go for it. Um, and I'm actually going to start with a different question this time. Um, yeah. Brad, what do you think is the best shot movie of all time? The best shot movie of all yeah, time? Like Bike cinema, Club. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that, 
interesting. I thought you were going to say like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. The end of Fight Club when the buildings are all dropping and they're in that abandoned building looking out over like the death of commerce. It was pretty cool. Wow. It was good. That was Eric, who's the director? I'm also 44, so that was a, a very important timeline. <laughs> who's the like director of Fight Club again? Uh, what's his name? It's actually the, it's not the director, it's the writer of Fight Club mm-hmm. that also, uh, yeah, no, it is the director too. He's, but those two, they did a few shows. They also did Panic Room, I think, with like Jodie Foster. Yeah. And classic. it was also like really eerily filmed. Great show. Yeah. All right, here's one. If you had to, if you were forced to stop doing YouTube videos, would you still sell real estate? Like if someone said <laughs> your YouTube channel is locked, no more listing videos, would you keep selling real estate? You still like the people, the clients you said you really like serving your clients. So would you continue? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think like if I had to rake lawns to put food on the table for my family, I'd be happy to do that. So yeah, I'd, I'd keep doing real estate. But you wouldn't leave the industry and just pursue you know, uh, cinematography in another industry. I mean, you're so talented at it. I think you would just become like a director or, something, or a film guy. You know what? Um, I, I, listen, I'd love to create other, if I had a little bit of bank, I'd love to go do documentaries or, or, or something like that. Um, but whenever I see videographers that are insanely talented reaching out and talking about how like, you know, some clients stiff them on a wedding by 800 bucks or they ask them to, you know, this realtor wants to only pay 300 bucks for something that's going to take them 25 hours of work. I'm always like, just get your license. Yeah. Get your license. I just tell people like, if you want to be creative, go like find an industry that you can disrupt and, and take your skills there. But don't do it for other people because you're just not going to get paid. Yeah. All right. This is my favorite question, Brad. If you had to choose yeah. one celebrity, okay, not a real estate celebrity, one actor, musician to join your real estate team because you think they'd be the best fit for the job who would it be well it's not Tarek el musa um <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> future friend of the show i would say probably yeah okay sorry about that um i would probably say like honestly i'd probably just throw on like a jack black like oh, i'm just a no. i'm a jack black fan or what's the other dude between two ferns him, Zach Galifianakis. Him. Zach I would have him on. Yeah, I'd have I'd have Zach on just for the content that we'd be able to make. It'd be so much fun. Speaking of ripping off, we're doing a I podcast like called Between Two Lockboxes with Dan O'Neill, which is coming out soon. <laughs> nice. So he doesn't really play nice. like a Galifianakis character. He just asks asks like "Would you rather?" questions and really hard hitting, funny questions. We'll have you on that one too. I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right, what's your budget for these? For these videos. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like in the beginning, I just, since I did it all myself, it was just the cost of the gear. Right. Right. Like I just ordered it all. It all came in. I went to the first listing video and I watched, brought my laptop and watched about 25 YouTube videos on how to set up a gimbal and how to balance and how to shoot it. Um, most of the time I'm pretty active still in the role of it. So I don't know, paying myself nothing. I might pay five, $700 on on some of these vids. Um, but to be honest with you, just this last week, I signed a hundred thousand dollar contract with uh, a videographer this year. Cause we've just got so much more to build. Um, I've got, I've got a YouTube channel that I'm going to be announcing here in the next couple of weeks called brand it like Brad. And it's basically four agents and it's just gonna be teaching agents, 
uh, how to actually create content. Like there's so much, so many videos out there or channels out there telling people like, oh, this is how you can do your tags or optimize your channel or, or do this or do that. And, and I'm not a big fan of like gurus and all that stuff in the industry, but no one's actually out there telling agents how like in layman's terms, like here's the 20% you need to know that you need to know to get you 80% of the results. And so that's what we're going to be doing is creating a channel that helps agents, you know, grab the gear, learn the gear, help them, you know, teach the videographers, all that stuff. And I don't know, I'm going, working off that sell it like Sirhant, bend it like Beckham, brand it like Brad. Yeah, that's absolutely. That, that's I like goal. it. So coming out in a couple of weeks. Bend it like Beckham. Should be good. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, bend it like million. Beckham with a bit of a throwback there. <laughs> 100 million in the last 18 months. What is the biggest thing you've splurged on? I want something good, Brad. I don't want to hear like flyers. Okay, you know what? You know what we did? Uh, okay, so like I was coming through the end of last year with like a full on panic attack, like working way too much, feeling like time was passing me by with the kids and stuff. So we'd, we'd booked a 19 day trip to Hawaii. And uh, once we got there on the fourth day, we woke up and my wife's like, can you believe it? We still got over two weeks left. And like my anxiety went through the ceiling. I was like, oh, shit, we got to like, we got to extend. So we extended, we spent 30 days in, in Maui and I had one of my best sales months ever worked a couple hours in the morning. And I was like, Oh, if this is what the future holds, this would be great. So it cost a ton of money, but it was uh, totally worth That's it. That's an incredible answer. A 30 day <laughs> vacation. In yeah. we, we were thinking like a watch or something like that. That's the best answer. We've ever <laughs> no. <to> question. <laughs> a month long in Maui. We were, look, we were looking at going there in uh, over winter. And it's, I mean, it's insane. Like, the, Where'd you stay? In Wailea or Kaanapali? Only two places. We, yeah, we stayed up in uh, Kaanapali for the first 19 days and then grabbed another 11 down in like Wailea area. Just grabbed another 11. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick 11 days. Yeah, just grabbed another 11. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's awesome. Well, I'm at an MLM now, so it's like life's pretty good. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, everyone told I me I came out they going like beat you up. Right. They were going to beat you up about that. <laughs> hey, you, yeah, when did you join Real? Uh, dude, I brought that thing into Canada. Oh, okay. Now, I, okay. I, like last August, we opened it up in Canada last August. Awesome. It's been it's been going it's been going good, but you know, it's it's like the same thing. Reels just kind of like my real estate business where it's like, uh, I, I don't really like talking about it too much for the simple fact that like in the beginning, that's why I did videos because I didn't want to have to sell it. I didn't want to think my friends was trying to sell them on stuff. So yeah, it's been good though. It, you know, it's like, a, it's a brokerage. It's like anything else. Well, there you go. That's the sales pitch. Really, for real really sold here. us on it. The, the number one podcast <laughs> yeah. in real estate. You guys got it. This is your best chance to recruit right here. And it's just a brokerage. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk no, to Macy. No, no, that. thanks. Yeah, yeah. Tell Tim. Tim. Tim's like right now, like sending, sending in talking points. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. You know what? In reality, I think uh, for me, the only thing that I was interested in, like, because I, I came from Remax, I was really happy over there. I just wanted a platform that I could build a strong personal brand on, where I didn't have to live under the weight of like brand restrictions, right? And that was the thing. Like, my signs looked like the agent that sold nothing in the city when I was at my last brokerage. And there was just a bunch of things that I was like, man, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I want to keep it really, I'd rather build the McCallum Group brand. And then like the subtext or the small bit was the brokerage part. So I just wanted a platform that I could just go do my own thing at. And 
That's a better pitch. Yeah. But, you know, because of like a lot of agents like us, like we've got the Tom Ferry ecosystem, we've got like the video creators and stuff. Um, like we have those communities that like, you know, other great agents that you can kind of tap into and text and they're like, they're at the absolute top of their game. And like, these are the people that you learn from, right? And someone releases something, they're like, hey, what do you guys think of this? And you're like, instantly like, I, I got to try that in my business, right? Like, and and so, yeah, I just wasn't getting that in my last place. Like, so it, it's, as long as any agent finds a community that they can be a part of, they're going to grow a lot faster. Yeah, there's definitely a different- Was that more know, of a pitch? Every, yeah, that was way that better. That was a good pitch. That was a good pitch. But every, yeah. every brokerage is going to be good for, you know, someone like not every brokerage it's yeah. not a one size fits all type thing so i mean yeah like if you're looking to uh move around absolutely you can call brad you can call me <laughs> don't you dare call eric because you're going to go right to the ground if you do that exactly. yeah um, <laughs> straight to hell but straight to hell okay um but anyways brad you're with one percent eric he's with Excuse eric me? you're with one percent yeah, yeah, I, no, I don't, I don't even know what that is, but no, I'm with Compass still, licensed, technically still there, but you know, we're nice. we're starting broke nice. agent media. Bam, that is the new goal of mine. So that is that's the new brokerage. No, uh, I'll no, join no, that brokerage. Not, not a brokerage, but it's oh. a sick name. Broke agent Bam. media. Coming yeah, soon. It's a sick I love it. Bam, coming soon. Bam. Exactly. It's also an onomatopoeia. You know Brad, what onomatopoeia is? Well. Yes, of course we do. This isn't fucking English, grade 10 English class. But Okay, sorry, you're right, you're right. You're going to tell us what it is. No, you're going to tell us what it is anyway, so go for it. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man rules. Brad, (laughs) where can the people find you? This is the conclusion to this podcast. Uh, Okay, yeah, 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 absolutely. Just search my name, Brad McCallum, M-C-C-A-L-L-U-M on YouTube or Instagram. I should be the first guy who comes up. Sick. Thanks for coming He spells his name so cool. Yes, thanks so much, Double C, double L. Nice. The Broke Agent presents Over Ask Podcast.